since this is a kids movie, mm-hmm. I want it to be our dirtiest episode. <laughs> uh i I don't know that's possible i well roman holiday was very was yeah that was i don't i like blacked out for that hey you steer the ship and i just follow i just follow your lead that is (laughs) untrue that's a hundred percent true don't believe that for a second but uh fuck this movie it made me cry a lot uh me too I, I fully sobbed at the end. I was also like, I feel like we both had like rough weeks and this yeah, yeah. shouldn't have been the movie I picked. I was I was like, all right. At the beginning, I wrote, oh, this is exactly what I needed. And then that was, by the end of it, I was like, fuck this. This sucks. <laughs> but that's the point is you. It's okay yeah. to be sad. <laughs> um, but, and I, uh, I know we promised a guest. <laughs> At the end of last episode, um, but it turns out we're not that popular. Yeah. Yeah, the, people are busy. We're just hanging out. Well, it's actually because no one has a mic, and since we're recording it um, yeah, remotely, remotely, we need people who have mic. Right. So if you're listening to this and you have and you a mic. You own a microphone. Hit us <laughs> Email up. us at filmschooled. <laughs> FM at Gmail, probably. Is that it? I don't know. That could be. I it. don't think it is. You made the it, email. I made the other ones too before you changed them. That's that's correct. I think it's film schooled podcast at Gmail. All right. Well, can't anyone? confirm though. I have no idea can, where to get can't to. Can't it. Confirm. <laughs> Just like send a bunch of random emails to a bunch of like <laughs> variations. Film schooled FM filled under <laughs> filmed underscore FM schooled FM film underscore. underscore. It's film schooled pod at Gmail. Ah, there it is. And if if you want to be on the podcast, if you have a microphone and any amount of charisma, we'll put you we'll let you on. <laughs> we don't give a shit. <laughs> Talk to us about movies. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to do an episode just on TV, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh so I <laughs> yeah, went whatever. to um Hogan's house last night. Our, our good friend John Hogan. Yep. I wonder what you talked about. <clears throat> TFTI. Uh, uh, a lot of movies. You're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's not that far. <laughs> You're like three hours away. <laughs> no, I'm not. Absolutely, I'm like you are. An hour and a half. Where does he live? Give out his exact address on the podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> he lives in the greater Cleveland area. I'm an hour and a half. As do away. I. Really? Yes, you're. I know where you live, and it's it's east, closer to Pennsylvania. All right, OPSEC, bro. <laughs> Operational security giving away addresses and locations here. I don't like it. I said you're um, east. That could mean anything. Also, everyone who listens to this knows your address. I bet. That's likely. That yeah, is likely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but. Uh, Hogan oh, board game. So yeah, Hogan, uh we were we were having a little board game night and uh that I wasn't invited to. That Courtney was not invited to. And uh it, it in his new home, he bought a he bought a house. I knew that. With with his girlfriend. I knew that. And um he was talking about your little bet. Yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna bring up. Yeah. Your little your bet. Uh if 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 you watch 
Batman Begins, he'll watch a, a, a season one of a show of your choice. You've chosen Gilmore Girls. I sure did. He is 16 episodes in. Mm-hmm. I haven't started Batman Begins yet. <laughs> he is almost done with season one, and uh, you've not watched the two-hour Batman Begins film. Okay, a few things. I just want to, you know, call you out live. I've been busy. Um, <laughs> no, a few a few things. One, I should I picked Gilmore Girls because I love that show, and I think it's a really great show, and I think people mm-hmm. don't watch it because they think it's bad, and it's not. But then I was kind of being like, oh, if he does now I'm like, if he doesn't like it, I'm just going to be annoyed with him as a person. <laughs> um... Two, I picked Gilmore Girls because it's hour-long episodes, and it's 22 episodes. And I was like, he's not getting away with some half-hour 13-episode bullshit. Sure. I wanted to watch a long early 2000s stuff when we had 22 episodes. Um, uh, and lots of filler. <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> and also, I thought... I'm he said Batman Begins and I assumed it was like one of the old Batmans like nope. I thought it was like a George Clooney Batman sure and then when I found out it was like the Christopher Nolan one mm-hmm. I feel so much um less interested oh okay all right I didn't know I yeah, there was a there was a pregnant pause and I didn't know which way that was gonna go <laughs> no I feel like um yeah I've seen I've seen the last of that trilogy the Dark oh, the worst Rises. one? Cool, 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 cool. That's what he said as well. Here's the thing. I don't really care. <laughs> I also, um, well, because I thought it was going to be like, it, what is it Batman Returns or Batman and Robin? Which one's the really like rompy, like fun one? The like campy one. Yeah. Batman and Batman and Robin is the one. I with thought the it was like, yeah, Arnold I thought it was going to be that. And I was excited because I was like, that sounds like a boatload of fun. Yeah. But this is going to be like, oh, a bunch of like. <laughs> Oh, superheroes taking themselves way too seriously for <laughs> three fucking hours and um, a bunch of action with little to no emotional payoff, um, which is kind of what Christopher Nolan is known for. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I got Tenet. It was great. Oh, God. Um, so I got so like. Uh, now I'm more discouraged. I thought it was going to be fun. And now I'm like, oh, this is going to be work. <laughs> but i mm. talked to my dad and i was like do you want to watch this movie with me and he was like yeah and he got excited so i'm gonna watch it with my dad okay when he has so time. it's a dad movie it's a dad again <laughs> exactly a lot of action and no emotional resonance it's a dad movie <laughs> uh well uh i was just watching a youtube video these uh it's called um or the channel is called the corridor crew mm-hmm. and they're an animation studio or like a CG studio, I guess. They they they'll do CG for movies. But they've also they have these three guys who started a YouTube channel called The Corridor Crew and they do like CG reaction. Like they'll get a guest on who's like in the CG business or um they also do like stunt people react or animators react and they'll get the these people on and then show them clips of movies not necessarily that they worked on. Some uh, they'll do that, but then they'll show them other stuff, and they'll talk about like what those CG animators might have done, or like what processes they might have used. And then I think the most interesting ones are the stunt 
uh people react because they talk yeah. about like whoa that looked so real like how did they pull that off like is that person actually falling 20 stories or like what did they you know so um they had this girl on and she uh she stunt doubled well she was in a bunch of stuff but though she she revealed like late late in the video like oh yeah i got to work with jackie chan Oh, that's cool. Like the, the greatest stuntman of all time. And uh, they started talking about like uh, people don't do action comedies like in, like in the vein of like Jackie Chan movies anymore. And that's I feel like I was like, yeah, they don't. And that's sad because those are fun movies like martial arts action that like has a comedy spin on it where like jackie chan the 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 scene they watched was the one where it's so specific to jackie chan like someone who's good at martial arts and stunts who's also very funny yeah that's true yeah maybe it it like i think that's like a very specific i don't know how is mulan funny (laughs) i think it has funny moments have you seen it jimmy wong i have not yet yeah no, I think you need a specific like talent like Jackie Chan for those. Like those movies are written like for him. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Cuz he was such like a specific kind of character. Yeah. yeah. Or like I don't know, he just had those specific chops. Acting right. chops. But yeah, I would I would love to see more action comedies. They're fun. Did you do you see the Spy Who Dumped Me? That's also something I, I did. That I saw. Yeah, I liked that's... it a lot. People were super yeah. like negative about it, but What? I feel like I all I so. saw was positive positivity. I was wait, can I tell a story? I'm going to anyway. Um, okay. I was at the Austin Film Festival. Um, Tw- circa 2018. 2018. I went 2018 and 2019. I think I'm going to the virtual one this year. Oh boy. Uh, going whatever. But um, you get it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. But uh, they were talking about. I wasn't at this panel, but my friend was, and they. Um, it was about like about women in film and like writing female characters because a lot of Austin is like a big screenwriting conference and someone stood up and asked a question and basically was like the spy who dumped me doesn't pass the Bechdel test and here's why and it's sexist and blah 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 to this panel of like feminist writers and they were talking about it and then a man stands up and raises his hand and goes I'm sorry I wrote the spy who dumped me and <laughs> <laughs> it does and here's why Oh my Isn't god! That amazing. I wasn't at that panel, but I would have died. Also, the Bechdel well, test. And... I don't know if I should explain that. It's like a oh, yeah. writing thing to Good like point. show how um, developed your female characters are, and it's and like how you know feminist. I guess your movie is, and it's like if two care. Um, are there more than? Is there more than one woman? Is mm-hmm. she ever in a scene with another woman? And in that scene, are they ever talking about something other than a man? Right or yeah. love or romance in general? Yes. Yeah. How could Spy Who Dumped Me not pass it? I don't, I don't know, but it's the funniest <laughs> story. I just because like... they do talk, they talk about the the spy who dumped her a lot, but they also talk but it's about... about their friendship. I mean, that's the whole point of the, like the whole movie is about. Yeah, they talk about their friendship. They talk I really about enjoy the that things movie. that are going on in the movie, like yeah. the things that are happening to them. <laughs> it, I mean, and also like the Bechdel test is like pretty arbitrary like there's so much well, and other... it's like it's also bare minimum yeah <laughs> i mean what that's I mean? what i mean <laughs> yeah but just imagine being the person who at who said that made that comment and then the guy who wrote it stands up and is like oh my co-wrote that and it's it's fine 
<laughs> uh, well, I and I die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're trying to make like this big, uh, big statement. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like that's, that's what a shitty thing to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, but the the writer of Spy Who Dumped Me is a really cool guy. Like, uh, he wrote I read... a new girl. And, yeah, and SNL and Mad Men, and I saw a panel that he did, and he was really fun, funny, and interesting. Yeah, and then it made he me laugh. Like he was cool just dude. going to other panels. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they did that. Awesome Film Festival is the best. I met like so many cool people there. I met Jason Manzukis there. It was the Heck coolest. Yeah. Um, he was really nice. They, I mean, everyone was really nice. We saw, we met, um, we went to a panel with Sofia Alvarez last year. She wrote. Um, mm. The script for to all the boys i've loved before yeah. and she's also a playwright and we got there really early and there was this old woman who was like because like they should <laughs> panels and stuff in like churches so it was like another church volunteer and it was this old woman and um <laughs> sophia alvarez came in and we were just sitting there and she was like these girls have been waiting for you and like pointed <laughs> to us and she was just like hi <laughs> <laughs> it was great so uh welcome to film school oh right i'm tyler I'm Courtney, and uh, this week we watched a little a little Pixar flick, a little indie film. Uh, we're not gonna mention who they're who they're owned by, but uh, just not this week. Not this week. <laughs> but uh, a little Pixar film named uh, or called Inside Out. Yeah, yeah. So all right, before we uh, we're gonna we're gonna swap things around a bit. Swap the okay. swap the batting order around here. I got all right. Well, little backstory. We're <laughs> taking it to the beginning. Uh, we didn't know what movie we were go- we were gonna do uh, because we were trying to figure out a guest, and each guest had a movie picked out. And then we di- we had like a backup. Inside Out was like our backup, just in case we didn't get a guest. But I didn't uh, know that Inside Out was gonna be our backup until like yesterday or two days ago. Neither did I. I just picked it. Yeah, and I was surprised. And I would like to know, Courtney, why did you pick this movie? Um, that came out in 2015. Came out in 2015. To, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to do an animated movie, and I feel like if you're going to do an animated movie that's recent, you have to do Pixar. Um, mm. And I... This movie has, like a, a, like, a perfect script... Like, the storytelling in this movie is perfect, and and Pixar, beyond the animation, what makes them so amazing is that they have flawless storytelling, and they really have emotionally driven stories that are really smart beyond being, like, for kids. Yeah. And so I I wanted to, I was thinking, like, oh, should we do Toy Story? And then, I don't know why, but there's something about Toy Story that always makes me feel like, oh, I don't don't know. I just feel like I always feel, like, off after I watch Toy Story. I don't know if it's, like, a visual thing. But um, the, I, the, if you watch Toy Story one, the animation is, uh, kind of off-putting now. Yeah, I think that's maybe what it is. Because there's no ambient occlusion to like make the lighting look real, so like they look all very like pale, not pale, but like um, like they almost have like a matte flat. finish on them. Yeah, yeah, and they're very everything's very flat. It's kind of yeah. So in terms of like, like m- most. All Pixar films are great. I think this one is like exceptional. And um I actually I took an entire course just on Pixar's storytelling. Um 
I was going through all my coursework, pulled up a essay I wrote about Inside Out, comparing it to um, Toy Story, actually, and how they are really similar stories. Um, yeah. yeah. And I've also, I've read the script, like, three times, I think. And um, I did a script breakdown, so, which I was like a, this is an assignment for class. I didn't just do it for fun. I'm not that weird. But, like, <laughs> it's like reading the script and then writing down what happens, like, every few pages, like, what the major, like, um, story things that are happening in the few pages. So I also feel like I know this film really well. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it was, like, easier for me. But I just think it's um, it's such, like, a beautifully done story. Like, beyond yeah. the animation and all that stuff, the story of it is so um, sweet and profound, and I just love it. Yeah. I, um, because it, so the, the reason I was, like, confused, not, I mean, I wasn't, like, not understanding but the reason i was like surprised i guess that you picked inside out is it's not like um i i don't feel like people consider it like a classic pixar movie i I mean one of the reasons is because it's five years old but i don't know i feel like people don't hold it in as high regard like i don't think if like if we had every person on the planet rank their pixar movies uh i don't think inside out would make it high on a lot of people's lists but but i would also say that's nostalgia like that's because i and i and i would assume because i mean you and i are like the same age and the people we talk to are all in our age range for the most part especially about this Mm -hmm. sort of stuff and they're gonna feel nostalgic towards toy story monsters inc finding nemo um right all of those movies and i think this one is um i don't know this one always hits like it hits hard you know yeah and so that's the other thing is I've probably only seen it like once or twice. Like I also other... think this is maybe the most pic- like this is the Pixar movie I've watched the most. That's true. That's just because okay. of school and I've had to do a lot right. of like assignments on it. But because of that, I I do feel like this script is like it's perfect. You know. Yeah. Um. It sets out exactly what it wants to do and it do- it executes it flawlessly. Yeah. yeah. I really love like the my favorite thing about it i think is how the plot is driven by these things that that happen to people's minds like when they're going through something and it still makes sense as like a as like a plot structure so like when she loses these core like the islands each island starts to break down it's like it's it's driving the plot forward, and uh, the one thing I think of specifically is when they're on the train and the the one island, one of the island, I forget which one, falls and breaks the train tracks, and the train falls, and that's when they go into like that's the final island to break down, and it breaks the train of thought, like that it like like it makes sense in terms of plot, and it makes sense in terms of like. You once once your personality has kind of been stripped away from you be, due and to like things, this yeah, trauma. Yeah, the things you care about are like, you know, falling away one by one. I, it's also like it's so smart and everything is like funny and goofy and campy, but you're also like, right. oh, that's oh man, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's so perfect. And Pixar it does, you know, obviously I'm going to talk about Pixar and storytelling so much this episode, but Pixar does <laughs> storytelling so well. They um they like they have the hero's journey like 
and they use it perfectly and and really like what's cool about this is that it's like the movie's about Riley you know Mm -hmm. it's about this girl who like pretty simple story like her parents move her from her home in Minnesota to San Francisco and she's sad Mm -hmm. um but and like and you see that and you relate to it because that's such a universal thing and it is in a way her story but really it's Joy's story and it's about Joy realizing that she needs like that happy like moments and feelings like you're only happy because you know what sadness is and like all of that has to be in balance for you to actually experience joy um right but really if you like break down in three-act structure um (laughs) this movie it's joy's story and it's her journey and she's on it with sadness and that's her partner and it's like comparable to like woody and buzz yeah. You know, yeah. like like their journey. Of, right. And Riley is Andy. Right. Riley's Andy. So like if you look at it that way, like Woody is just a full narcissist who thinks he's the best toy in the box <laughs> and he has a purpose and he knows what he's going to do. And it's Buzz who, you know, throws a wrench in things, throws a wrench into things. Um, he's like or the into point. his things, <laughs> into yes. Woody's things. <laughs> and but also Buzz has lost his purpose because he's just he's grappling with the fact that he's a toy and it's the same thing with sadness doesn't know what her purpose is in riley's life she thinks she's like can't do anything right and it's the two of them on the journey together and you realize like oh you know woody isn't necessarily the good guy (laughs) yeah and and, and joy isn't necessarily the the good guy either she has good intentions but she's kind of like if she would have just let sadness sadness do her do her job then this might not have happened Right, because when she um, puts her in the chalk circle, that's kind of the day that everything starts to fall apart. Right, right, and she like, and it's that it's that same thing, and and maybe that's a trope about their about um, Pixar's protagonists in general is that they're like, you know, cocky, know it all. Joy, like Joy's just like, well, of course she can't do. Of course, this is my job, yeah, and I'm can't really fail. Do it, right? Yeah, of course. Like Lightning we don't McQueen, need sadness. same way. And it's such a perfect like. Um, this is another thing Pixar got. Pixar's great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what Pixar does is it sets it up beautifully in the beginning of Joy's voiceover being like I've been with Riley since she was a baby and look at baby Joy like versus all, all of this stuff and then she even says in that voiceover she's like um and then there's sadness and I don't really know what her job is yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then like it just moves on and it, that's the same thing in Toy Story they have the like you've got a friend in me montage where you see like all of the character like you see Woody with Andy and you realize like oh that's his favorite toy and then yeah. in Finding Nemo you see it with like the beginning the the um with the barracuda and whatever and, yeah. and you realize like why <sighs> <laughs> what's that what's what's his name um, Mar- Merlin Mar- Marlin? Merlin I, is it Marvin I thought it was Marvin it's it's Marlin 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 great yeah you realize like why he's so afraid and it's ugh. It's also just so smart, like, in this movie, everyone also has a point of view, like. Yeah, yeah, well, and I think they use, they, it's so great, uh, the dialogue, it's so natural, the dialogue between the different emotions, like, of course fear would say that, and like, and in that moment, too, it's like the perfect thing for fear to say, because, yeah, that's how a fearful person would react to, to the situation, and that's like his his job. And it it like dialogue in dialogue happens that way in other movies, but there's it's never like it's never like specific characters are like the the fearful one. Like there are yeah, there are but tropes and, never and archetypes, like, but this is so explicit of like personifying these these fears. His name's Fear. 
it's just it's such a great movie from yeah. beginning to end and it does everything that Pixar's good at it it like hits it out of the ballpark with this one yeah and it may it it might be my favorite Pixar movie I don't know I I love this movie I, I do think it's because I've I've analyzed the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> several times but I like you this should I do like, a letterboxed ranking put it in my oh. Like of the oh, of the Pixar oh, movies, yeah, I could just do like that. rank them. That's fun. I did. I took a whole class on Pixar. It was so fun. Did you? How, how Did you watch all of them Pretty that much. were out at the time? Pretty much. Nice. It was a winter intercession course, so it was three weeks. So we had class three nights a week for like four hours, and we'd watch a movie and then <laughs> go through like all of Pixar's story tropes and why they work so well. And it would be like you know, um, there's separation. There's like journeys there's um siblings and sires there's strange sojourners and like who you're on the journey with and what's going on and all of that sort of stuff and it's really interesting and um yeah. people at pixar are geniuses except for the good dinosaur and cars 2 <laughs> yeah and the cast man Whew. this cast also ugh, is why amazing. is it why is it such a it's like a it's like a parks and rec office uh like Office, crossover SNL. and there's like a bunch of snl reunion. people on here it's, yeah 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 um i also think this cast like like i i think sometimes it's easy to be like oh voice acting whatever <laughs> but i feel like yeah. like amy poehler is killing it like she's giving her all yeah and well i think so phyllis good. oh is yes. incredible those those two are as sadness i think all of the um emotions are perfect bill Hader as fear is so funny <laughs> yeah. and mindy kaling as disgust is <laughs> wonderful it, and i love that disgust was entwined with fashion i just thought that was like a perfect, yeah she's like, like a snotty like mean girl it's so yeah. funny <laughs> yeah i just i love this movie and lewis black as anger was oh was lewis black as anger is so funny <laughs> he's he's so great um but then uh richard kind as um Bing bong. Bing bong. The first, like the first moment, I started tearing up was when he like sacrificed himself. That is okay. That is because that doesn't that doesn't really like pay off in terms of like she promises that she'll make Riley remember him, <laughs> and then at the end she just doesn't. Well, we but, don't like, know. Yeah, but well, she promises she'll make Riley remember him before he sacrifices himself. That's true. So I think, so I think I after guess that she he can't. can't. She he can't because he's gone. But that right. oh, But God. that's still that's that so moment I guess we're like into it, into talking yeah. about it. Um but that moment where he sacrifices himself, I feel like I know it's coming because it's it's my cry moment every time I've watched this. Whew. And when he says like take Riley to the moon for me, I just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I get so Whew. mad that I'm crying about someone named Bing Bong. <laughs> And it's yeah. like fuck you, Pixar. Yeah, I I, I wrote down. Uh, what did I say? I I I think I said fuck you, inside. Yeah, fuck you, inside out. You made me cry. <laughs> it's, ooh, it's hmm. so. <sighs> and the the way Take they build to the up to it for me. Oh, I know the, the way they build up to it, where he's like, one more time, I have a good feeling about this one, and you can see and that you're that like, his arm I is know, you son of a. You're gonna, so like, you're gonna do yeah. it. You're gonna, you're gonna jump ship, so that she can make it. Oh, you piece of garbage! You're a hero. 
<laughs> it's so compelling. It's so compelling. It's so this movie is so fucking compelling and emotionally resonant and beautiful and it's so annoying that it's like a it's like an animated movie and we're crying over like an elephant <laughs> slash like cotton candy monster. Yeah. And it only it's an hour and a half long. I that might also be why I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's only an hour and a half long and it feels it feels longer because only, it feels complete, I think. Yeah, it feels like a whole thing. Really yeah. it like they tie a bow on it at the end very well. Like, Again, a perfect script. They had uh, a budget of $175 million. Yeah, that's some Disney uh, money. That's some straight up Disney money. That's some Disney money. <laughs> Crazy amount of money. And you can you can see it in the in the level of animation. Well, this, these Pixar movies also take like years, like five yeah. years to make. Yeah. And that might be like a conservative estimate. Yeah. It it's it's absolutely insane the the level of detail. Well, and like at this point they're just showing off. Like Toy Story 4 is maybe the one of the best looking films I've ever seen. Like films, yeah. not not animated. Just <laughs> like, films. That's just the thing. Films. That's the other reason why I wanted to do this cuz it's an animated movie, but it's like it's just a film. Like the fact it like it should have been nominated for Best Picture. And that's a lot of, like, when we get to the reviews, I don't think I put one of those in there, but a lot of the reviews I read were, like, like the critic ones, were, yeah. like, nominate this for Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, yeah, do that. Yeah. And so, but even in, even five years ago, uh, th this movie still looks incredible. Oh, it looks amazing. Like, uh, I, I, one of the first things I wrote down was, like, oh, I, did, I didn't remember, because a lot of this will, we'll, as we get into it, we'll realize, even though I've seen this movie before, I forgot a lot of it. Um, I'd never, I, I forgot how they animated the emotions. They're, like, dots. They're, like, they're, like, made up of circles, you know? You can see it around the edges of them. Yeah, when you're like and really they, close up on them, you can see that they're like. Yeah, they're made up of like these little dots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks really, really cool. And they glow. And I noticed that when Joy, because Joy glows yellow and Sadness is blue. And when Joy gets close to Sadness, uh, you can see the reflection of Joy on Sadness and it's green. Oh, interesting. So yeah, they 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 think they they they're thinkers over there at Pixar. They're thinking of all the little details. Oh oh yes, Pixar is oh, yeah. amazing. Besides yeah, what's his face? Uh besides the good dinosaur and <laughs> well, no, besides uh, uh Lassiter. Oh yeah. Besides oh. that monster. One one hundred and seventy five million dollar budget, but uh, it made eight hundred and fifty eight million. So uh, and here's what I want to say about this: they did good. is is that. We went over this in like a few of my classes about like the Disney formula. When they make movies like this, they they are there's like it's zero risk. Like they know it's gonna do well. I guess besides <laughs> yeah. Good Dinosaur, which was a huge flop, but I think they even knew before it went out that it would be. But mm -hmm. I think that's the worldwide box office, so that doesn't include merchandise. Right. So they made well over um, a billion dollars with this. Yeah, conservatively, yeah, yeah. and that's why right. Disney has all the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their Pixar makes uh, this is a there's no math behind this, but I have to imagine that Pixar makes up a lot of 
their profit. Maybe, but Pixar also just on doesn't brand. make that many movies. That's true. Well, and now they have Star Wars and Marvel, which are even bigger behemoths, but... I know. My like, dad keeps being like, well, of course they're going to keep making more Star Wars. They bought it for a billion dollars. They have to make that back. And I was like, they made that back three times over with just the first Star Wars property they put out. <laughs> yeah. They're fine. <laughs> they're going to keep doing it because they don't want to create any new content. Or, or create any new risk. <laughs> yes, exactly. But... I don't know. What's your what's your favorite Pixar movie? Um hmm. It hmm. Growing up it was always Toy Story. Yeah. Like that was my that was my thing. I had like all the Buzz Lightyear toys and uh all I the like Toy all Story the merch. Too better. Yeah, probably like growing growing up I they, they were like one in my mind. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, cuz as a kid I I didn't like care i was just like oh now now we have jesse <laughs> jesse's cool too <laughs> and i would you know i would quote from both movies so they were kind of just like both my favorite <laughs> toy story 3 i feel like i don't like as much as other people do i people people love, love that one toy story well that 3. one also like when you when you like i was researching pixar i should become yeah. a pixar scholar wouldn't that be fun <gasps> is that a thing i can do that would be absolutely you can be anything you want to doing anything else but um <laughs> just start reading every detail about pixar you can watching all I've, the documentaries i've taken a class i literally have read like mo- most of their scripts multiple times <laughs> where can you find their scripts uh professors gave them although mo you can find i mean we can talk about this later i can send you stuff but most scripts okay. you can find Heck yeah. because I like love to read scripts. the the with Academy all the time books. that i have you know what i mean I have a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the The Academy puts out um, mm. like all the scripts that are nominated for screenplay. Cool. So you should like those. You can all find. But um, yeah, I I feel like overall, like overall, number one is probably Finding Nemo. Yeah, that one's also. They're all such tearjerkers. I I, don't I like love up that movie so much. As much as other people do. <laughs> I love up. It's it might honestly mostly be because of the soundtrack. That soundtrack I, is one of the best soundtracks I've ever listened yeah, to. Yeah. I really like the beginning. I like the um whole montage with him and his wife. And I, it's and it's heartbreaking, but like that on its own I think is great and then the rest yeah. of it I'm not like as into. I think, yeah, I think the third act is probably one of the weaker third acts of a yeah. pixar movie yeah that that whole For journey sure. i'm just like what is going on but i know people love that one wally i think is pretty perfect yeah wally um, is amazing yes wally is ugh. and it's it's right up my alley well, <laughs> space and you know future this, hell yeah <laughs> you know the story is that um a bunch of the like the heads but i think before even toy before toy story came out went to lunch and on a napkin the one guy yeah we, came up with the idea for Toy Story, Wally, and I think Finding Nemo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's like, so the, and I haven't had, had a good idea in years. <laughs> <laughs> <They've> had, <laughs> he had $3 million ideas he, on a lunch break on a napkin. <laughs> $3 billion ideas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, on a lunch break on a napkin. But I like I like Wally. I love Monsters, Inc. Yeah, Monsters, Inc. I have Inc. to be in a very specific mood, but Monsters, Inc., the ending when, when he, like, gives boo back that rips my heart out yeah every time but that's the other thing of like that's that's like one of the pixar's tropes um 
they do it in Monsters Inc. and they do it in um, Finding Nemo, probably like Finding Nemo and in um, I mean all of them like Up is putting these like two unlikely characters together. <laughs> like, and I think the the most perfect one is um, is Finding Nemo because they have you know Dory Marlin and, and Dory. Marlin and Marlin's yeah. someone who's so obsessed with the past that he can't see the future and. Dory is can't remember <laughs> ten seconds into the past, so she can only focus on the present. Like it's so perfect. Yeah, this is now a Pixar podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm down. Uh, from <laughs> from crimes and murders last week to to Pixar, mm. all over the place. Oh, I also like Coco. Coco's so awesome. <laughs> Coco again, sob, sob. Fest. And that, that's that's one of like the technical marvels. Where, like, did you see, like, the, I saw it, I think I saw it on Twitter, it was, like, a clip of a documentary on Coco, or just on Pixar in general, mm-hmm. but they were talking about how they built the, what's the, the land of the dead? I don't know. But, like, all that, when he walks across the bridge for the first time, like, into the land of the dead, and he, like, looks up and he's like, <gasps> and the camera pans around and you see this entire city, it's, like, one of the most complex scenes in animation history, if not the most complex scene in animation history. They had like billions of light sources and like millions of individual scenes that are all these, they're all pasted together to make this, to make this landscape. It's like just that one, just for that one shot, just, it's just all that work. (laughs) They're the, they're the apple of animation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh my god! I'm now. I'm looking at Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. <laughs> it's so good, so good. I think Brave is good. People are mad at Brave, but calm down. Um, people can eat it. People can Brave suck is... my dick. <laughs> Brave is incredible, and as someone who's way too into Norse mythology, yeah, and you as, gotta and, love the vibe. And of you're Brave. someone who you're not you're not a big fan of women, so you liking that is is such a huge <clears throat> feat. All right. <laughs> <sighs> just uh trying to get me canceled okay all right i don't like cars um <laughs> <laughs> even the first one i'm not a big fan of cars i think it was my younger cousin loved it when he like he's like eight years younger than me and so when i would like babysit him he'd be like cars mm. i gotta watch cars again and then you'd go i want people uh. naming the queen and i was just like oh i don't like kids <laughs> <laughs> um the incredibles jesus yeah, uh, the Incredibles is a is a perfect movie. The Incredibles would maybe like, yeah, that's I think Incredibles and Inside Out perfect movies. Yeah, I, and I, I liked Incredibles too. Yeah, yeah, I've I've watched some some videos that kind of like they don't ruin Incredibles two for me, but it is like okay, it wasn't like some of the story stuff is just like uh, I don't know, like like a story that's been told before and. But I don't know. I, the The animation in, in Incredibles two is incredible. Oh, so good. Watching what? Watching. Uh, do you remember the moment in Incredibles two where Violet is invisible and she's sneaking around that yacht? Yeah, yeah. And she knocks over the pot. She she knocks over the potted plant. The freaking dirt. <laughs> the freaking dirt. The animation of the dirt, like the, the pot falling over and then the dirt spilling out of it, is crazy (laughs) it is 
bananas to look at it and be like, okay, they animated each one of those pebbles. Have you seen Onward? Yeah. Did you like it? I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it. Should I watch it? It was good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, absolutely, you should watch it. It's not... It'd probably be like... Like, if I were going to do a ranking, it'd probably be like middle of the pack. But I think Tom Holland and uh, Chris Pratt are an amazing duo. Dude, there's a supposed to be a new Pixar movie coming out in November. And yeah. Tina Fey's one of the writers. Yeah, wait, you didn't know about this? No. I'm yeah. not paying that much attention to current Pixar news. It's about jazz. Oh, I did know that. JK, JK. I've seen that trailer. Yeah, yeah. Or it's, uh, whatever that is. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Soul. um Soul. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. It's uh seemingly very much like Inside Out. <laughs> oh really? It's about yeah, like it, I feel like it um he he like falls uh, according to the trailer. <laughs> he falls down this sewer hole on like a very important day in his life. Uh like he has this audition or no, he has, he got a gig and he's going to like play live. And he falls into this like um manhole and he lands and he's like this little spirit guy. He he like he's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" and he's in like this dark abyss and he meets Tina Fey's character. And she's like gonna lead him to like find his soul. I don't know. That doesn't it's a very seem confusing like trailer. Inside out at all. But well, I guess just in the like Tina Fey and the, they're like these souls are like essences of the people, which is kind of like the emotions are the yeah. But also, it's pretty similar to Toy Story. They're making their way back to Andy, and pretty similar to. Finding Nemo, they're making their way back to Nemo, and pretty similar yeah. to, uh, uh, that's the other one I was gonna say. They've definitely um, got a formula. They sure do. It works. I mean, yeah. I, Wally oh, and Coco. Eve. They're he's trying to, he's like a ghost, and he's trying to get back. Make his way back to the living. Yeah. So that's what they do. And they do it well. They do uh, it so well that they get Rotten Tomato scores of like ninety eight. 98%. Yeah, yeah that's like unsurprising. like Inside Out does. Yeah, that's I don't think that's uh, uh anything to be surprised by. Uh it was was it only not it it was nominated for best, best animated, animated. Yeah. And best original screenplay. Yes. It won best animated. Yeah, which is like unsurprising. It's a thing and like and we yeah. talked about it of like like the Oscars are so like pretentious well <laughs> yes but um <laughs> like uh, like there's a specific oscar movie that's gonna get a best picture nomination whereas like this fucking deserved it yeah you know and maybe some other movies they put in there don't but they're the they fit the mold sort of thing and it's the same thing of like comedies should get more recognition at the oscars um yeah. but whatever i'm very torn on it because some people want there to be like a comedy like a best comedy at the oscars which i'm like i don't like that yeah because the other like, i think best animation can... is or and best foreign those language. aren't yeah foreign language those aren't genres right and i think that like only, a comedy like, would be a genre yeah i mean i animate it's kind of a genre but um i Sorta. think if they got rid of Best Picture and turned it into Best Drama and then had Best Comedy, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be annoyed. 
Yeah. But yeah, we should, we, we should get into it. Yeah, get into it more. In it, in, even farther down the, into the, what was the wasteland of like forgotten yeah forgotten memories <laughs> jesus christ that was dark literally one of the things i wrote down was like um what happened to all like I, I need to i need to have a talk with my emotions or no i need to have a talk with my forgetters because one of them was uh bobby moynihan yeah bobby moynihan and paula poundstone <laughs> yeah they were the two funny. forgetters apparently mine mine are working overtime like they need to relax, you know what I mean? Because I forget everything. <laughs> I thought it was so funny that they send up the um, gum commercial. <laughs> I thought the yeah. first time they did that, it was really funny, and then by the third, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious every time. <laughs> the first time when they're laughing about it, they're like, "We just sent it up to headquarters. It's so funny. Like sometimes for no reason." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's so great. And then they, they do it, and then they cut to Riley <laughs> just singing it before yeah, her like, yeah. little She's Zoom like... call with her best friend. Yeah, yeah. Zoom didn't exist in 2015, but... Yeah, I was going to say, Riley had Zoom before all of us. It was definitely Skype. I would <laughs> love to see the Inside Out 2 taking place during quarantine. <laughs> see how oh, my Riley's God. Emotions are just everyone it. breaking down. I did love I did love every time that they would go into someone else's brain. I did too, but I thought it was really funny. But this brings up like a a big conversation. About how the mom's main lady is sadness and the dad's main guy is Is anger? anger. (laughs) No, but we can also get into that. But here's this. We talked about this a lot in um, the class I was in and I've read stuff about it. Mm -hmm. Every other character they show has their emotions are their gender so the mom has all female emotions, like or emotions, and the dad has all male. And Riley the dad's, has the dad's disgust is a lady. No, they're all they all look like him. And then at the end, when they show, um, like all the random people, they're all the same gender. And Riley's the only one that has like specifically. So like girls and boys. Are, are people do people think that Riley is like non-binary? Yes, essentially. Interesting. I could have sworn that the the dad's disgust was a girl. It was the only girl, but... I feel pretty confident that that's not the case. Huh. Like, she might have even still had a mustache, but it definitely looked like she was wearing, like, a skirt rather than... Like, she still had the, like, white and the black tie, but never mind. It's probably dude. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think they're all guys. I think it's, like, such a weird... (sighs) I don't know. Part of me is like, it probably doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah. Like, it's just like they wanted to cast those people and they didn't want to have like their leads be five women because, oh my God, could you imagine the nagging? But um, <laughs> but it's an interesting, like it does feel kind of, you know, pointed when you think about it. Like especially when you see the end credits and they show all of those random people like they're inside their brains and what they're thinking. It's all... Gender like specific. their yeah, it's all their gender, especially at the end. Because like I also was like, oh, is it just because she's younger? You know. Mm. Um, but then they show her. She like runs into that guy, the like boy at the end, and it's a really funny yeah, scene. Oh, yeah. and they're all like, girl, 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 <laughs> girl, 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 and it's like like mayday, like doomsday. Um, lights are going off. <laughs> but all of his um his emotions are all 
boys. And then when they do like other people in her school, like it's the same thing. Like they're all the same gender. It's just a weird, like I think it probably is just (laughs) story-wise made more sense and entertainment-wise made more sense. But it's also Mm -hmm. like, hmm, are they trying Hmm. to make a statement? Which, (laughs) whatever. I think it's fine either way. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I... I thought it was so funny when, when especially the uh, the popular girl during the credits, they zoomed into her her mind, and they were like, "They think we're a fraud. <laughs> they can see right through us. They <laughs> yeah, they can fraud. tell. Yeah, she had like, and the blue the, hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't see through us. We're wearing mascara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or eyeshadow, eyeshadow. And then the the emo girl at the who's the barista, zoom mm-hmm. in, and they're like, "Why are we mad?" I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, she works at um at Yeast of Eden, right? Oh my. Which is which is um It's like a a, a pun of East of Eden, which is a movie mm-hmm. which the, we can we'll watch at some <laughs> I think that's one of the week. ones I have watched. Really? Um Yeah, I watched it with uh our boy, Mitchell. Um, Mitchell. James Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the one where he he's got the click in his head? He's got the what? The click in his head, and he has to drink so that the clicking goes away. James Dean he gets real mad. He has that emotional scene where he storms out. Oh, scene, I don't right? re- I think so. I don't remember anything about the click. <laughs> I haven't watched it since freshman year of college. It's where the dad is, like, buying lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> the dad is buying, like, a train full of lettuce, and then it all goes bad because they're like, oh, lettuce wilts. And then... um. James Dean has that scene where he it's like his birthday and he's like, why don't you love me? I'm emotional. Yeah, that one. I'm a fragile man. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. And then his mom's a prostitute. Yeah, that's the one. I yeah, forgot we don't about have, the lettuce. We don't have to do East of Eden. We just did it right now. That was our mini episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I loved uh, I loved Minnesota and SF representing here. Good good, good calls on, on those cities. Like them. Like them. Well, I think that's because well, um, Minnesota's a uh, state. State, yeah. Because Pixar is like headquartered close to. In San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco. I, I, uh, I adore San Francisco. Yeah, you um, would. Yeah, I would. I've been there once on like a day trip for for a, for a job. <laughs> and, uh, but man, did I, I walked so much that day because I was like, I have one day in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. I walked so much alone. That's around my favorite thing to do. The city. I uh I got blisters on my feet and I ruined a pair of vans. That's when I first moved to Chicago for like the first two months, pretty much every day I'd get up and just walk in a different direction <laughs> and then be like, I'm lost. I guess I have to take the train back. Or like I'd walk so far that I couldn't walk back. And yeah. Megan and I would do it together sometimes. We'd always end up in the same area, which was stupid. I don't know how. We'd always be like, why are we near this Capital One Cafe again? And how do we still not know how to get back to our apartment? From um, it, yeah. From it. But it's, oh, I missed, I missed cities. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that, like, there's not much. Like, most of the movie takes place in Riley's mind. Mm-hmm. But, like, the stuff that does play, take place in the in the real world, I thought was really, really good looking. Like, I like the... Yeah. The vibe of San Francisco. And I like, do too. I also think like because they don't show us Riley that much when they do show it, it's more like meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like I really loved the dinner scene right after Joy and um, Sadness like leave. Yeah. And she gets 
pissed. And she gets mad because it felt really realistic. And then showing the flashes yeah. of the um, emotions trying to like handle her and like <laughs> trying to yeah. enjoy. But it's like, yeah, I've I've had that conversation with my parents when I was like a teenager, and I was like, just stop talking to me. Like I'm just mad. <laughs> um. And it was so, like it's so funny the back and forth, and then we see inside the mom's mind and yeah. her emotions yeah. are, are all Paula Pell, who I love. But when she goes, we gave this up for this, we gave up the the Brazilian helicopter pilot, and they keep showing that like hot guy being like, come with me. Yeah, but then the teacher in the end credits has the was, same memory. It's like I literally was like, what does did this they read mean? that in a book? Like, I was truly like, what does this mean? Like, if we really take this... Is it a group this, hallucination thing? If we take this seriously, are we to yeah. believe that this man has, you know, fucked Ported? both... Right. Kids, maybe. Um, uh, both, <laughs> both Riley's mom and her teacher? Yeah. I Here's the backstory I've created. I think Riley's mom... <laughs> And Riley's yeah. t-shirt were both in the same sorority. And on a spring break trip, they went to um, Rio. And that's how they got Riley into that school. I think it was they a public a school. I think they got her in that school by living in that district. But or, um, but maybe they had to open and roll. Who knows? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I think they were on this, this trip and they were best friends. And um, they they both met this guy. But like uh, they met him on different days, and so then yeah, they he, and he played both of them. He played both, and then he he fucked both of them, or uh, <clears throat> courted both of them, and <laughs> <laughs> they um they like went back and at breakfast the next morning. They were like kind of hungover. They, they were like, you know, like I've met this amazing guy, like blah blah blah, yeah. and they're both talking about it, and then like they go on to their day and they go shopping, you know, and then they keep talking, and then they're like, and his name is, and then at the same time they say his name. And it's the same guy. And they're like, oh, he's a, yours is a helicopter pilot. Mine's a helicopter pilot. Oh, my God. And then um, <laughs> their friendship ended. Wow. Because, and I mean this so seriously. And so that's why seriously. the teacher embarrassed Riley Riley, she recognized it. She was like, oh, I know who this little bitch is. <laughs> but, in, and this is an important important lesson, which is you should, you should always um, throw away your friendships for for boyfriends brazilian helicopter for pirates. relationships pirates. yeah i said throw, pirates, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> throw away throw away your years-long friendships for men that you meet mm -hmm. the day before yeah i mean that's the key to happiness yeah throw away your friends yeah i thought so that's the that's the thing that i think is so brilliant is the the conversations that riley's having in real life line up with what's happening in so in the plot in her head it makes and it's so like it makes it, so and much it sense it feels so, real. so realistic yeah. it's like yeah that's what happens <laughs> right uh and the the thing with her dad being like her dad is like a um like a military he's watching hockey <laughs> yeah he's watching hockey but, um, oh god she's looking at us she's looking at like, us again what do we do can we play that back yeah <laughs> And um, and the dad's the way they animate the dad's eyes where he's just like, yeah, yeah. What like what what what's going on? He's just like his his eyes are like jumping around to like try and figure out the situation. <laughs> and the they zoom into the mom's brain and she's like, oh, he's giving us that stupid look again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, um, talk to Riley. But also his like his 
response being like um like in inside it's like a drill sergeant yeah like, sir, we're going to def con too <laughs> sir yes sir the foot is being put down initially like <laughs> the that, key, yeah they've got like the key the like the nuclear key codes yeah, the, like new key and then and then his um his mind going well that went well and then the mom going that could not well that was worse. a disaster yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that scene um yeah <laughs> I wrote down when Riley was three, animals were all the rage. That's when they meet um, Bing Bong. <laughs> Bing Bong. He's showing them around. Bing Bong's Riley's imaginary friend. Yeah. Who we get like one glimpse of. She drew him on the wall in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. The So when we see Riley as a little kid, the uh, like as a toddler, um, her the voice is um, like used from it's Boo from... Um, Monsters it Inc. Sounded it's the same. Very and that's John um, Doctor's uh, daughter, Ellie, who Riley's based off of. Can you say everything you just said again? Um <laughs> Yeah. When <laughs> when um yeah, it's Boo's voice, but who's Boo? Who is who plays Boo? Um Pete Pete Doctor's um, Oh, the director daughter. of Inside Out? Yes. He also he's like a huge. Um, he's been with Pixar, like forever, and okay. his daughter. Um, yeah, didn't Ellie, they just record her? Like they just followed her around with a yes. microphone. Yeah, but so um, and his daughter Ellie is who Riley's based on, because that's how he okay. kind of he he is like um, came up with the story, and he wrote it about his like noticing his daughter like. And she's I think he's. Up. Yeah, he said it like in a um, interview about Inside Out. He was like, "I had this really happy little girl, and then all of a sudden, like, she started getting older and getting sad, and I didn't know what to do, and I didn't know like what was going on with her." And so he wrote this like about her and for her, and it's really sweet. Oh my! Oh my! <sighs> That's a dad who understands emotion. Yeah, well, that's a dad I, who probably I think wouldn't so- want to watch Batman Begins. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, I think, I think the dad, some of the dad moments are some of my favorite moments. Yeah. Like the, the mom moments are sweet. The, like the mom moments are fun. I feel like they have a, a very realistic relationship, but it's pretty, uh, it's pretty it's level. Not, like she, yeah, she doesn't have the for laughs where the dad is. Yeah. But, he, but they have like, I feel like her relationship with her dad is very up and down. Yeah. Where where with her mom it's always just kind of like her mom is the one who is there to give her a hug, you know. But yeah. with her dad, he she, he's like the one she plays with and monkeys around with. She, he's also the one that she like fights with and and he yeah, doesn't know how to like deal a, with that. Yeah, there's like a misunderstanding between the two of them. I right. did write down like a like, So it's more complex relationship. Yes, but like the one thing the mom said that I think it's supposed to be troublesome, but like really bothered me is when she tells Riley, like Riley's like clearly really sad that she's moved. And the mom yeah. comes up and says, thanks for being so great. It's really helped us. And yeah. if you and I can just keep smiling, then your dad will like your dad and I will be OK if you can just keep being our happy girl. And it just pissed me like it made me so mad. It's like that's like, a lot of like the pressure to put pressure on your to put on 11, a, year 11 year old daughter. Also, it's like let her feel her feelings. You've moved <laughs> yeah. her across the country. Yeah. But I and I feel like that's a, a failure of the parents. And like that's one of the reasons 
one of the many reasons why she riley goes on this like spiral yeah because she's trying to be happy and then she doesn't feel like she can tell them when she's not because they wanted her to be happy and she even says that at the end when they all hug she's like i know you want me to be happy but i'm not i'm really sad and i miss minnesota and they're like oh fuck like (laughs) us too like we're sorry yeah (laughs) and i think that's another great thing about pixar like it doesn't talk down to the kids at all kids like even even the like like it shows the parents you know failing and making mistakes and Mm -hmm. it's like really subtle they're not like yeah i don't i don't know that a kid would notice that like consciously right like watching inside out but they might notice it on like subconsciously subconsciously it's like well her mom told her to be her mom tells her be happy like don't be sad and then at the end the moral of the thing is no you should be sad if you're sad you're allowed to be sad um like that's a normal part and i think kids will get that yeah yes that um yeah there's a like a a quote mindy kaling was saying when this movie was pitched to her that she just cried like they pitched (laughs) it to her and she just started like sobbing and she said to them like um i wonder if i can find the actual quote quote yeah she said something like i think it's so beautiful that you're gonna tell this story about growing up and how sometimes about how growing up is hard and sometimes sadness has to take the wheel and the um pete doctor said write that down (laughs) (laughs) write that down write that down (laughs) write that down we're gonna use that because you know my my bobby moynihan you know it's sucking things up into the ether (laughs) i'll forget it i will forget it yeah oh my god i like i want to i want (laughs) to you know oh my god you know what we should do Hmm. we should create we should create our own (laughs) or we should cast our own our own emotions (laughs) Like who's who's your joy? Ooh, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. Do you have do you have them? This is something we should do. What? No, I have no idea what. <sighs> the first one that comes to my mind is um is Catherine O'Hara or like Moira <laughs> as as which emotion as joy <laughs> as your joy. <laughs> Or like Alex, I've been watching Shit's Creek a lot, but like the for like the over like, oh my god, like that. Yeah. <laughs> How wonderful for you. That's yeah. like in my head. That's a really bad Moira Rose, but just live with it. The 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 first thing that came to my mind is not actually a real person, but uh Neither was mine. I think yeah, that's true. Uh I think Lilo from Lilo and Stitch would be my anger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like i get mad like lilo gets mad i think of I, now i'm just casting like character i think um uh ladybird from ladybird yeah just because I, and i know we've talked about this we have to do that movie but the way she oh fights with her mom yes like i just relate to it so much yeah uh, it makes me it, i think that's yeah yeah Oof. We'll do the okay. So after this podcast, our our homework is to cast not not and and not with characters with actors with actors. Yeah, we, cast our. We don't have to do it right now because that's on the spot. We got. I feel mm-hmm. like we got to think about this. We will cast our emotions, and we will put it on Twitter, and then ask people on Twitter to cast their emotions as well. Okay. I think that's a good idea. We will not get a lot of responses because we have no, sixteen we, followers. Yeah, we don't but, have a lot of listeners. I think it's worth it. I think so. 
to do extra homework. Yeah. But you know what? Who cares? Um, I said, uh, what? I wrote these facts and opinions look so similar. And he just starts putting them in the same like, like it that doesn't was matter. Incredible. It, it happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. I was like, that's so funny. That's a great joke. I, I wrote down Richard Kind as a hero. Oh, my God. Yeah. Him and um, Bill Hader, I think, had the most laugh lines for me. Yeah. Fear. The the whole thing when Bill Hader is, uh, when Fear is watching, he's on dream duty and they're trying to wake yeah. Riley up and he's just like, he's like heckling the screen. Yeah. I wrote down, boo, pick a plot line. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I wrote uh, all caps, oh my God, Bing Bong killed a cloud man. Oh my God, that was so, he I wrote, straight up murders that guy. murders him and then, and then Joy the murders his wife. Yeah. In cold blood. And then he says, forget it, Jake, it's Cloud Town, which is the line, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. And I laughed for, like, I bursted out laughing. I was like, that is so funny. And, like, that's the other thing. It's like, these movies are for kids, but, like, that yeah. one was for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it, I feel like, like, Act 2 gets so dire. It get like. It's so sad. It is, it is bleak. Because they just yeah. keep running into these obstacles. Well, that's what's so great about Pixar is that, like, it, it, it's like the characters need to get from A to B, but it's not a straight line. It's like they have yeah. to go through, like, all of these crazy curlicues and all of this insanity to get to B. Like, in the beginning, it's like from, from far away, it looks like a straight line. And then when you zoom in, it's it, it's nearly impossible. Yeah. And that's what's so great about it. But but even the, the winding road to get to, to B isn't... It's not winding just to be winding either. No, like it's there's, purposeful. There's and we're reasons for a lot. everything. Yeah. Like like uh talking yesterday with Hogan about like movies and stuff. Oh, when we you were, guys were together. Yeah, without you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, uh -huh. I wasn't invited. Uh <laughs> um we were talking about uh one of the worst movies I've ever seen, uh Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And um it that is a movie where it is a winding road for no reason like it there's no complexity or reason to why they are winding in these directions but, but they are but with this one it 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 feels like there's and it and it all relates back to like riley's emotional state it's so cool how it like like the abstract thought thing and like once uh, they they get through that like obstacle course but after that, they are in imagination land, and things are just being like torn down, because <laughs> mm -hmm. like her, because she's eleven now, right? And like she's starting to lose that like childhood sense of wonder. So like, right? And the thing with the the cards, the the construction builders that are building the castle of cards, yeah, and it yeah. keeps getting knocked down. <laughs> That's a great bit. It is a great bit. I also think though, it's like um. And again, this is a Pixar thing, but they put the emotional journey of the characters first and then mm -hmm. figure out how to like make it the actual like physical journey like within that. And I right. do think it's like I like to me, it feels like they would start with, you know, Joy's journey mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. And so it's like all this stuff has to happen because Joy needs to realize that she needs sadness mm -hmm. um, and she can't do that if it's just a straight line. She has to go through, and, and that moment when Bing Bong is crying because his, um, yeah, his rocket 
goes into Ugh. the thing and and joy's like sadness goes over and touches um bing bong and it's so dumb to say bing bong so many fucking times <laughs> fuck you pixar fuck. <laughs> um and like talking about it very seriously <laughs> this is funny because i feel like this is my life a lot of the time or like especially in grad school i'd be talking about something so stupid so seriously <laughs> that like, is it, like, that is my entire life is you'll just be like well, and you see, the dick joke makes sense there because what we had seen from the earlier, set, and it's like talking about it so seriously, and then and then yeah. you leave, and you're like, people are trying to cure cancer. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Bing Bong is crying, and sadness goes up, and is like, it's okay. That must have been really hard, and like just validates his sadness. And Joy is like, you, what are you doing? Are you you're doing? making it worse. You're making him more upset. And then afterwards, he's able to like process it and move on. And yeah. Joy's like, oh, how'd oh. you do that? Yeah. It's all where oh, she it's starts perfect. to realize <laughs> that sadness has its place. I said, and, uh, oh, you go. Well, I just, the, the, when, during that scene, I think I wrote, like, this shit is so dire, but no matter what, you can always find joy again. And that's like double meaning. Like, you can find right. joy. Like, at the end of this movie, we're going to be happy again. Like, that's how movies work. But, like, the message is like, intrinsically tied to the actual journey like joy itself is has been lost <laughs> and is making it its way back yeah like well and also that like like joy and sadness leave together because without sadness there is no joy yeah oh god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i wrote riley has a shitty cell phone they like shut yeah, her yeah, phone yeah. for a second and i was like what is this some lg piece of like free from verizon <laughs> shit no it's <laughs> free def- from like mint mobile that's yeah that's me as a def jam comic about riley's phone it's like have you seen this <laughs> have you seen this, this shit <laughs> have you seen this i got it free with my parents iphones shit what is this a motherfucking track phone yeah what, what are they called uh fireflies <laughs> oh or, yeah. <laughs> yeah remember Cricket. those things yeah <laughs> cricket mobile um <laughs> and then i wrote maybe riley's parents if they would have gotten her an iphone they could be using find my friends right now and this would be a lot easier <laughs> yeah 2015 the year of the iphone <clears throat> four it, five seven 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 is yeah. that true yes i 2015 see iphones wait let's let's backtrack so oh, god no one cares <laughs> 2020 is the 12, 19 is the 11, uh, 18 is the 10, uh, 17 is the 8, 16 was the 7, and 15 was the 6S. So it was the I had that. year of the iPhone 6S. So many people had the 6S and kept so it for a really long time. So many people still have the 6S. I know people yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people who didn't get another one until the 11. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Which I have oh there's a moment where bing bong bing bong has so many funny lines is showing her around and he's like and this is this place and this is this place and there's deja vu and this is this place and there's deja vu and he just keeps doing it and he does it like five times yeah i was like that's so funny and there's also there's so many funny lines there's um uh when so like the end joy gets up after bing bong dies yeah and which heartbreaking top top 10 anime deaths <laughs> <laughs> um it's like this simba's dad 
And yeah. um It's gonna be your third one. I'm trying to think of who else is dead. Nemo's siblings. Mm, do you think we don't know them yet? We can we don't there's know no yet. emotional I was gonna <laughs> We don't care about them. I was going to say something really inappropriate. I'm going to censor it. <laughs> I just said mass murder of a bunch of <laughs> conscious beings because they're they're definitely conscious in Finding Nemo. <laughs> was fine. Like, we didn't care about it. I was going to bring up abortion. <laughs> what Cut movie abortions? <laughs> what, 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 what reference were you going to make? I was like, is that is the beginning of Finding Nemo a comment on abortion? Oh my! <clears throat> no, it's not. Whew. That the, no one will ever know this. Yeah, I'm cutting <laughs> all of this out. Get that shit out of here. So it's <laughs> coming on murder. Yeah. Well, and what's the comment that it's bad? Right. Um. Uh, barracuda gonna barracuda. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, there's a really funny, so, okay, so the, at the end, when, after Joy gets on, oh, I was supposed to come up with a third death, that's what, I don't have one. It's okay. What's her, uh, Anna and Elsa's parents and <laughs> Frozen mm, on that, on that ship. That off screen. No, they show the, they show the ship being. Sure. Taken. I just to- hated in Frozen 2, we didn't get, like, a skeleton. Not one skeleton. Could on you um, could you imagine if Disney did that though? <laughs> they showed a ske- They've showed. There were skeletons in Tarzan, were there not? Oh, I don't know. Got to be. That. Had to have been. You haven't seen Tarzan? I, I haven't seen it in a while. Oh. <laughs> of course, it. Calm down. <laughs> the, By uh, the way, don't throw uh, stones. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't. <laughs> Call me out for not seeing things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, but okay. So, but the end. So Joy um gets up. She finds sadness, and she's like, or sadness is on a cloud, and is floating towards headquarters. And Joy um makes cry just sobbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I have no purpose. <laughs> she's like listening to "River" by Joni Mitchell. <laughs> um. <laughs> um so Joy makes a bunch of copies of Riley's imaginary boyfriend. That line also made me laugh when he was like, "I die for Riley. I, would die I for live Riley. I live in Canada." <laughs> and he's he's like boy band like emoting like with all yeah. his like little movements. One of the fun trivia things I read is that he was based off of One Direction. Like that's what they were. That's going. awesome. Yeah, yeah. One D stand for life. But <laughs> I would die for Riley. I would and die she's for like, Riley. "Do you mean what you said?" <laughs> Uh, he goes, she goes, okay, haircut. She says that and made me laugh really hard. <laughs> um, that to me felt like the most like maybe improvised line. Like, I feel like that's just something Amy Poehler would say. I'll just be, okay, yeah. haircut. Like, that just seems like her. But, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. she makes a bunch of copies of him and stacks them all up so that she can get to. Yeah, she like. So she can like fling like, herself onto a trampoline. Javelins herself onto a tra- this trampoline that's on like. Pole vault. Or pole vault. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 island is that? That's like the final one to be sinking. Family, family, family. Right. They're first. Oh, there's a trampoline on there because they were. One of her memories is them. Yeah, yeah. She bounces off it. Fucking shoots. Like goes. Uh, Mach three. Like immediately. Just like. Boom, she's she's flying. And she and, grabs uh, sadness and grabs sadness. And sadness is like. 
you came for me yeah oh and <laughs> and then um really disgust being the hero of the day she makes anger so mad that he that his head catches on a, fire and she uses him as like a flamethrower like a blowtorch yeah, to and, blast open the the glass that they they do the 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 joke that will never not be funny hmm. they splat up against the window and they yeah <laughs> that I, that's how many times joke. have you seen that in film uh, how many times have you seen it in film it's funny every time it's funny every time i've never seen you this passionate about anything <laughs> It's never not funny. <laughs> and Joy, and they're like squishy little characters. Yeah. So they're Ew. like, they like, they like splat up against this window and just. Was this also right before this there? So Riley decides to move away. Anger puts the idea in her. To run away. To run away. Yeah. To back run to away. Minnesota. Yeah. To move back to Minnesota. And she's on the bus and like everything's crumbling because she's finally, she's doing that final separation of like not being of like being separate a from human the person anymore like i was like the control panel is going away is she becoming a psychopath who no, doesn't I think have emotion no it's depression i thought that was yeah. so clear no, well that it was like um i wrote something um they say they say we can't make her feel anything and i said i think this is a beautiful portrayal of depression all of her feelings get so overwhelmed to the point where she can't feel anything anymore because she can't, she's not feeling any sadness. She's just feeling numb. And that's why it goes black because like she's yeah. like her emotions are no longer in control. She's just, you know, she's <sighs> depressed. It's so sad, but it's like. Yeah. I, I don't know. It feels really important for like kids to see. It. Oh, yeah. I love when the was... when the board goes black and they like can't use it anymore because it's like, oh, we can't make her feel anything. Like she's so far gone at this point. Like she's just. <sighs> yeah. And they can't get the. They can't stop her from using the that little idea light bulb. Yeah, and then which is run away. Right, and then when Joy and Sadness get in there, Joy immediately puts Sadness at the board and is like, "This is you have to do this." Yeah, and it's like your time. Oh, Riley's finally able to like let it out. Yeah, and and, and Sadness is able to get the light bulb out of there. Yeah, and it's before the and board is does, all black. I think it's right. Yeah, it's, it's right like before, a blast. Yeah. It's like a last second moment. Yes, and um, she gets the light bulb out, and she like lets her feel her emotions. And then we get that beautiful scene at the end, where she's talking with her parents, and she's like, "I know you want me to be happy, but I'm not." And they all cry together, and I and it's sobbed like the, the way the way this movie is perfectly intertwined, like the plot of the emotions, like their journey that they're going mm -hmm. on, and and the the plot that's happening with Riley is like it's intercut. So we're seeing riley talking to her parents and then it's intercut with joy handing over the core memories to sadness to like what joy thought was corrupting them with sadness and turning them blue and using them to like to let these emotions out of riley like to, yeah. to let them show and from then on like the emotions are more complex and it's like that's yeah. a yeah that's a joyful memory and a disgusting memory or like that's a angry and fearful memory like that sort of stuff right and i mean but also with the cross cutting that they do they do such a great job with um like the cross cutting between riley like trying to get on the bus and like the crumbling of yeah um, the final the, the final island and cross cutting is when you show two events happening at the same time and, and it just builds it's 
crazy how how well it works together and how much like tension it brings to this kids movie right. like you are like 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 i keep saying dire like things are so you're like oh my god they need for... to get back to headquarters <laughs> yeah this girl and is... everything yeah. keeps going wrong or she's going to break like break break yes yeah and 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 it's it's last it's literally last second when when sadness is finally able to get the light bulb out and the board comes back online and they can sadness can take over and that's the same moment in riley's story where she starts to cry like the moment sadness takes over that's when she starts to cry like when she's finally finally, able to feel sadness again and she's finally able to like reach out to her parents i think that's part of it too she's finally able to be like i am sad um it feels like a bing bong like like bing bong needed to talk to sadness and say he was sad to be like he needed his feelings validated and he needed to let them out so that he could move on because that's like she joy the way joy was taking or like tackling the issue of bing bong being sad was trying to cheer him up by like tickling him and doing like fun things and and that's obviously not what he needed right then but her goal was to get him to point them like she at the end she was like can you just point us like which way to go Mm -hmm. and then immediately once he's been able to process like bing bong has been able to process his uh sadness he's able like that's the first thing he does is point he's like it's this way let's go yeah oh but i was gonna say like the the like um prime cross-cutting example is like in like old-timey movies when you see a train coming and then you see like a woman tied to the tracks and you're like oh my god like and so you see that and then you see like the people trying to like fix it or whatever and i was like oh that this really reminded me of that because it's such a perfect like oh my god we see the train coming and we see them trying to fix it and we don't (laughs) know how to like like you're just like oh like that tension builds of like are they gonna get her like are they gonna do it in time and i it's just perfect yeah and movies that release the tension at the perfect moment it's like so satisfying because like yeah the the release moment is when she gets the light bulb out and then she's like able to let all her emotions out and cry and like it's such a satisfying moment because the tension is also gone but like the 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 emotional uh like turmoil has also been uh like like they've succeeded they've like yeah. done it it's like the it's like the final the final sequence of the movie that finally yeah. gets them to their goal and then we see them like we see the um her core memories are back in their blue and um and yellow, and yellow because it's like she well she and misses them and then and then she gets more core memories right and but then uh once sadness so so sadness takes over the board she starts crying her parents hug her and then sadness takes joy's hand and puts it on the board and they do it together oh god and it it cuts back to riley and she's crying but then she starts to smile yeah she's like in her parents arms and the first island to come back is family like the depth is family oh my god it's just (sighs) so beautiful (laughs) And then um, they have like they have like the, so that's the end. But then there's the, the final game. sequence is so fun. Yeah, and, and this is like... what Pixar always does: that they have the ending, and then they have a denouement, like showing like the journey is over. But here's what happens afterwards. Like yeah, and um, this is like in Finding Nemo when like you see them at school. First and you day see of Dor- school, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, like you see that again. 
um or monsters inc they show like it's now they're making kids laugh and that's how they're doing energy um but this one we see like the um all the emotions are more complex Mm -hmm. uh, our memories are more complex with different emotions and they get a new board that's like huge yeah (laughs) my favorite my favorite part was uh when anger is like i have a whole library of curse words now yeah and then he he says something and he like it gets bleeped out because fear accidentally pressed a button yeah and he bleeps out shit like it's pretty clear that's what it's supposed to be and i'm like how do they get away with this i feel like for a pg movie i mean i love it um and then they they're like what else could they said what's puberty Yeah, yeah, it's probably not it's a, it's a It's a big red button. Yeah, it's like the nuke button, but it's just puberty. Yeah. And they're like, what's puberty? Ah, oh, who cares? Yeah. It's not important. Um, and then at the the end, when uh, Joy has another, like, uh, voiceover, she's like, she's 12 now. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, well puberty. Yeah, Everything could go wrong. For one. For one. And then it becomes Big Mouth. <gasps> this is a direct tie-in. Yeah. Um, but... Then we see like Riley is on the Riley has friends now. She's on the mm-hmm. hockey team. Her parents go and support her, and it's really cute. And she's like living a nice life, and it's yeah. The, the the one where uh, the moment where they've uh, the reveal of the parents having the face paint on is very funny. Yes, because you see at at the beginning you see them from behind, and Riley's like, guys, you don't have to come to every game. And they're like, of course we're we're going to come to every game. And then it cuts to you can see their faces, and it's like halfway like two different shades of blue, and they're like, go Foghorns, Riley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then it goes into the dad's mind and he's like, God, the face paint was such a good idea. <laughs> I'm so glad, uh, uh, the, what, the mom, I don't know, was into it. And then it goes into her mind and she's like, uh, the, the face paint was such a good idea. I yeah. love this kid. I love this I guy. Love he's this so guy. Nice. And he's then so they sweet. throw away the Brazilian memory and then what is it? Fear goes and grabs Fear. it. And it's like, just she's like, case. just in case. I'll keep this one. <laughs> Uh, and then we get the credit sequence of going into like a bunch of different people's minds which yeah. we kind of talked about but and that's inside uh, out yeah that was inside inside out <laughs> indeed i had a i had a lot of fun i did especially too. you know you know what my 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 memory loss problem that i haven't been diagnosed with is uh it's a blessing and a curse you yeah. know because i get to experience this movie all over again <laughs> For the first time, fresh, <laughs> fresh eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we ready for some reviews? Absolutely. Okay. I've I read the short one. I highlighted it because I was like, should we not read this? We should absolutely read this. All right. And talk about it a okay. lot, like a lot. <laughs> so here's so I have three. I have three bad ones because the one is really short, and then yeah. um. And then a professional one, like always. Oh, yeah. Why Why are people confused? Okay, yeah. this is from Brandon B. Also, my dog is, Tycho is staring at me through the glass. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention it. We we didn't start recording until uh, uh, after mm-hmm. we talked about this. But uh, we're definitely going to, we'll put it in right here. Right here. Right now. Here. Right now. Now. Right now. Now. Uh, if you look at your phone screen the the album art or like the art for the for the episode should have changed it should be a picture of Tycho watching inside out 
put with his little foot on Courtney's leg. He was very cute and watched like 10 minutes of the movie with me. <laughs> it was, it's such a great picture. It's a really good, I'm glad I got it. He's yeah. perfect. <laughs> We're also going to put it on Instagram or Twitter or something. Um, uh, true, true, true. Uh, all right. Repeat. Okay. This is Brandon B. from February 10th, 2020. I don't intend to go against the grain, but I truly disliked this movie. I think it was the sparkly animations of the inside. The outside world looks nice, but the inside animations of the person just seem too bright. I know that's weird to base a review off of that, but it just hurt my eyes. One star. You know what? I disagree, but I think that's completely fair. If a movie hurts your eyes, (laughs) don't watch it, I guess. Yeah, I also think um, I think it was you could maybe, also turn the brightness down. Yeah, maybe his brightness on his screen was just up too high. Yeah, he was watching you this just the in settings. the dark. People just watch their they they watch their they get these new TVs. They don't fiddle with the settings at all. He was watching it in complete darkness on his laptop. <laughs> just with like, brightness set to max. The brightness all the way up, and he was like, "This hurt my eyes," because they yeah. used the color white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also think, though, like, it's supposed to be, like, her outside world was supposed to be a little, like, drab, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially, like, San Francisco while she's sad. Yeah. Like, the streets she's walking around. She's mm-hmm. wearing black. She's wearing a black hoodie and, yeah, like, gray her, jeans. Yeah, the her um outfits go from, like, super bright in the beginning, and then as she gets, like, sadder, they get darker and yep. less color. Should I do the short one last? Uh, Sure. Okay. That's good. Okay. I also don't have my glasses on. This is really hard to read. Okay, this is from Vokter. Probably Victor, but they spelled it wrong. Um, <laughs> from B, June 3rd, 2019. It was vapid, taking the great concept of looking inside someone's head and into their emotions and completely tripping and falling with it. Even for a children's movie, the message was simplistic at best as well as double-sided, as it could be construed as leading kids to be completely controlled by their emotions. Overall, it was boring, too. I don't want to watch some emotions rescue random memories while a girl turns into a brat. Half star. <laughs> this person didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I also love the, it was, the message was simplistic at best, as well as double-sided. What? So there's. It was simplistic. It was too simplistic, but also too complicated for this person. Yeah. <laughs> I was, oh, God. Ugh. All right, and here's the insane one. <laughs> um, November 12th, 2019. Bing Bong was the worst thi- thing in this entire film. I'm glad the fuck died, and I hope everyone dies who cries during that scene. I'm going to commit World War II. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> Relax. You spent $7 on Disney Plus. You didn't you didn't you didn't put a down payment on this movie. I, I'm. You can, you can move on. Also, I'm gonna commit World War Two. Does he mean like genocide towards people who cried during the Bing Bong scene? Maybe committing World War Two is not a thing one can do, though. That's what like, that was. I I was confused by yeah the comment. Bing Bong was the worst thing in this entire film. And he called him a fuck. He called. I'm glad the fuck died. Just a fuck, like not even the. Oh my god. I, Not even a more, you know, creative name. Just, you know what I think the worst word. part of this film was? What's that? Um, the beginning Disney logo. 
bringing it back. There, <laughs> that's what there I, it is. And at the end, when I saw it again, I was like, don't ruin this. Uh, the piano. So while they were doing the Disney logo, though, mm-hmm. when they're showing the castle and they had the inside out theme playing on just like a simple piano, like line, like solo piano. That was really good. That was really, that was really good. Did my, mm-hmm. did Giacchino do this score as well? Mm-hmm. He does a lot of the scores these days. These days. Giacchino, the, uh, the John Williams of his time, I would say. But wouldn't you also say that John Williams is the John Williams of his time? Yes, I would and, say that. And that they're from the same time? They're not. I, I wouldn't say they're from the same time. Is John Williams dead? No, he's still killing it. So they're two people working at the same time. They're working. All That's, right. That was my question. That but was kind his, of what I was trying to get to in a long-winded way. They're both. They're two people working at the same time. His but. prime was earlier on. Giacchino is a much younger man. Yeah, but I feel like you could have picked it better. <laughs> all right. I don't know that many composers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Giacchino. Yep. Yep. A legend. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is okay. Here is this is. From The Atlantic, Christopher Orr, uh, June 19th, 2015, which is the day the film came out. Um, Over the course of 15 years and nearly a dozen films, the animation studio had put together one of the most remarkable runs of sustained excellence in cinematic history, culminating with a trifecta of WALL-E 2008, UP 2009, and Toy Story 2010. Inside Out is a vibrant, witty film full of dazzling visuals and at a zippy 94 minutes, wise enough not to let its intricate workings overwhelm its storytelling. And while the lessons it offers may be straightforward, they're eminently useful ones for kids and parents alike. This is Pixar once again at the top of its game, telling the kind of thoughtful, moving meta story it's hard to imagine being produced anywhere else. Five stars. I thought that summed it up perfectly. Yeah. I, I like um, calling it like a meta story because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a really cool, it's just a really cool idea of like having these emotions in your, in your mind. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's all very meta, um, which is, which is fun. Over the course of 15 years, Pixar had been around for 25 years at that time. 20, I think. 20. You're correct. Because I'm the same age as Pixar. Yeah. So I don't know what. Well, maybe they're saying that the perfection didn't start until 2000. Wow, throwing Toy Story under the bus. Yeah, they're saying fuck. And Bugs Life. Toy Story. <laughs> well, fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Courtney, what would what, uh, if you had to if you had to rate if you were a professional reviewman? I don't know. <laughs> Critic. Uh, what would you give it out of ten Oscars? I I'm gonna give it ten out of ten Oscars. Damn. I think this movie is great and I yeah. think it's beautiful and it's funny and it's um it's thoughtful and it's like infinitely watchable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone should watch it. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Okay. Fuck you, Oscars. Why don't you give some love to animated movies? <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh I would probably give it nine. Okay. Yeah. I think the only like the only thing I would, I don't even know if it's like a knock is like, I love the characters, but I guess I'm comparing it too much to like other Pixar movies in in this way. But like, I wouldn't buy a Joy plushie. Yeah, but you're also. I would also, buy a Woody. But that's also a n- nostalgia. Like, this came out yeah, when you were bu- twenty. 
Yeah, but I would buy a Wally. And, and I that was, and that came out when you were like fourteen. I was a teen. Okay, but still. I wasn't buying plushies. I I bet you were. Tyler, I feel like I know nah. you well enough. I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've uh I uh gotten back into buying toys. Mm, okay. Actually buy what I've been doing is buying old toys that I used to have. You see what I'm saying? So I can no, like I get it. look at them and be like, hey, it's a memory right there. It's a core Turns memory. out toys that were built in the uh, 90s and to the early 2000s, if you're trying to buy them after market, they're pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But yeah, I, I, I really love this movie. I think it's, uh, I, I'm glad I, I mean, I'm glad you had us watch it again because uh, if I were going to do a ranking, I think this would go higher on my list now having oh, seen it again. Because, like, you know how you ha- you have a memory of something that you saw years ago, and you watch mm-hmm. it again, and, like, your opinion totally changes, because, I don't know, you're a different person. Right. <laughs> and, I don't know, I don't, maybe I just didn't, like, get it the first time. Yeah. As mu- or didn't get it as much as I, like, got it this time. Courtney, what movie are we watching next week? Um, The Sound of Music. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. I think so too. Yeah, I've seen The Sound of Music probably once, all the way through, and it was when I was a lot younger. So this will be pretty pretty new for me. I know oh, some okay. songs. I, Is it I mean, bad that I'm picking another musical? Another musical? We already did, like we did Chicago. We did Chicago like five episodes ago. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. I know, but I'm saying like, <laughs> oh, that... I haven't picked a war film yet, but that's because I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> are there even war films oh schindler's list is on here but like yeah you know what guys and by guys i mean the the four of you listening <laughs> it's it's tough times and i don't want to watch so like a lot of sad movies right now yeah i guess the other thing is like we've done a lot of comedies and and that sort of stuff but when i look at some of these i'm like i really can't right now. yeah not right now we'll get we'll get to them i really They're on the list like a lot of these, I just, we can't watch Sophie's Joys right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I cannot handle it. <laughs> the sound of music is fun. And we, <laughs> for some reason, I feel like it's a Christmas movie. Maybe just my family watches it on Christmas. Hmm. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Sound of music on Disney Plus. Perfect. I think it's also on Hulu. It's not. I just looked it up. Oh. Well, Disney owns Hulu, so I don't know why it's not. You know what I mean? Well, everything Come owns on. Hulu. Everything owns Hulu? Hulu was like a combination of like NBC and like all of those different, like not Universal anymore. and Warner. Yeah, not anymore. Um, Disney owns 60% of it right now, and they're going to own 100% of it in four years. I know. Disney's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So anyway. Courtney, if if people wanted to follow you on the internet, where would they go? Ugh. <laughs> Nowhere. Don't don't, don't follow me. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I'm at Coral Hall. On Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram and And Letterboxd. Letterboxd where we'll be seeing your uh favorite Pixar Pixar movies. Yeah. But don't you don't have to follow me. You don't have to do anything. Thanks for yeah, listening. Yeah, don't. Yeah, th- just thanks for hanging <laughs> if you made out. It the, if you made it this far, <laughs> amen. Thanks. You're golden in our book. 
Yeah, I, yeah. But also, like, <laughs> could you fucking like the podcast? Jesus. <laughs> Five stars for crying Could you, out like, life? yeah, could you, like, give us a rating? Because there's three. <laughs> and I think two are my mom. <laughs> I know, I know who all three of them are. Yeah. <laughs> One's your mom. Yeah. I am at Tyler's New Groove on Twitter oh, and Instagram. Right. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. Indifferent <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, but if you want to follow the podcast, and that's what you want to follow, you want to follow yeah. the podcast at Film Schooled FM on Twitter and Instagram, specifically Instagram, because we're going to be throwing some, some hot Tycho content up there yeah. real soon. Real <laughs> and soon. If you want to be on the podcast, guess our email. Guess our email and prove you have a microphone. Thumbs up selfie. Thumbs up selfie with the microphone. And a newspaper with the current date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the current date is for you. Yeah. At the time of Whenever the you listen to this. If it's within like a week or so. Who, uh, you know what? Whatever day is on the. Yeah. Use newspaper. a vintage newspaper from like 19. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we will we will see you next time. We're gonna be watching uh, Sound of Music. It's on Disney Plus. That's easy easy pickings. So uh, you can watch it and follow follow along with us as we uh, go on this oral journey. Yeah. Also, please tweet at me uh, your Mulan reviews. <laughs> Are you just trying to like see if it's worth the thirty dollars? <laughs> I know it's not. I'm not gonna watch it. Oh. I mean, you can have my login. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Okay. <laughs> um, I uh read a lot of the critics' reviews, and they were not super positive. Yeah, I've seen mixed. It's pretty mixed. Yeah, a lot of the reviews were like, "This clearly cost a lot of money. Like, this looked like it cost a lot of money, but the emotion wasn't there." Oof. But that's the thing is like, there are reports and stuff that production companies are considering smaller budgets going forward even after covid because of how like sort of devastating quote unquote it has been monetarily well yeah even though but they're still like the mega best corporations. movies i've seen in the past like few years have been like indies like low budget i think when you have a lower budget yeah. you have to focus on the story more and you have to right um, Cre- uh you have to be a24 uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean, whatever. I, <laughs> I'm i not going to watch Mulan. It is rated PG-13. I looked it up after we talked like, oh boy. a month ago. It is rated PG-13, which I'm like, what are you doing? What's Okay, Disney. I don't know. My man. dogs are barking. Can you hear them? Everyone who... Yeah, I can. Uh, everyone who grew up with Mulan is over 13. Yep. And this girl's <laughs> not buying it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there. Uh, apparently, so you pay thirty bucks for premiere access. Now, some people are saying it sounds like this is a one-time thirty-dollar purchase that will get you future premium things. And I, and you know what I so, say to those people? You've drank the Disney Kool Aid. You think they care about you? They don't. They hate you, and they just want your. <laughs> they do. They don't. That's a double check. <laughs> They do, they you think don't. you care about gorillas? You don't. You, you do? do? You, you don't. don't. <laughs> Disney doesn't care about you. They want their grubby little hands on your money. And they, I, 
Honestly, if they give you extra stuff for your $30, I will be shocked. Yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> they that's don't give point. a shit. Disney doesn't give a shit. They're mean. <laughs> <laughs> they tell great stories, though, man. Over and over and over again. I mean, <laughs> inside out, it's just Toy Story. Disney, we keep making it till you hate it. Yeah. But then new people like the new stuff. I don't know if they do. My, I was talking with someone who said her kids watched it, and she was like, they did not like it. Mulan or? Yeah, Mulan. Oh, she okay. was like, they were not into it. Well, definitely not for them. Yeah, this kid's movie isn't for kids. It's PG-13. Yeah, but why? Because <laughs> it's more true to the actual Chinese folktale. Well, and that's what we're all looking for. Yes, being more true to the cultures that gave us these stories. Yeah, that's fair. But also, why Instead don't you just Instead of Americanizing like, them, make a new story. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you just like <laughs> make a new story? All right. You got points. Still... <laughs> don't, don't make me seem like the asshole. <laughs> um, whatever. I'm sure Mulan's great. It's got to be. I, you know what I'm looking forward to? Jimmy Wong. Do you know this man? No, I'm sorry. What did you say? My microphone just like. Freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Wong. He's a he's in Mulan. He's in this new version of Mulan. He plays one of the three. You know her three friends in the army. The yes. big one, the squatty one, and then the uh, skinny, goofy one. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Wong plays the uh, skinny, goofy one, and he's one of my favorite like internet personality people. Oh. He's great. He's great on Twitter and in YouTube in all the youtube things he does uh and he got like a role in a movie and it, that's like crazy <laughs> and I'm, I'm i just want to say boy. i'm i'm happy they're telling like diverse stories and they have like a diverse cast i think that's great yeah um i just wish they were giving them it wasn't like oh uh you get one story and we'll do it forever yeah right uh, aren't they uh, Pix no is it Pixar or is it Disney Animation I think Disney Animation is working on a uh, an original story based in Chinese like lore that's cool that's and, awesome and dude the, they released like two images and they're the coolest images <laughs> it's this girl it's this girl uh, and her dragon the story is about this girl and her dragon, and she's got this sick-ass dragon sword, and I'm just, I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah, I think maybe I, I don't have a problem with Disney um, animation. Maybe it's just live action. <laughs> I think Disney's corporation is, is mean and all of that, but that's for another time. Yeah. Also, Mike is, like, freaking out, so. Yeah, I think you're using your MacBook mic now. <laughs> um. Yeah, because it keeps popping in and off, and I don't know why. Oh no! Oh, there! Now you're using your other mic. Hmm. Yeah, it switches back and forth. Oh boy. Well, well, it's only done that for the past like two minutes. We'll get out of here, you know. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you next week. Sound of music, Disney Plus. Uh, bye. And <laughs> cut. And cut. You forgot the ending thing. Sorry. It's alright.